Welcome to Seeing Beyond Risk, a podcast series from the Canadian Institute of Actuaries. I'm Chris Piboli, Actuary, Communications and Public Affairs at the CIA. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We would like to remind you that we have plenty of past episodes, so please subscribe and catch up on some that you may have missed. We can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and your favorite podcast platform. Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, DEI for short, is a topic that has received increased attention over the last few years. It's an area that a number of organizations, including those that employ actuaries, have spent more time focusing on. And today we'll be speaking to a CIA member that has gotten extensively involved in DEI initiatives at his firm. We'd like to welcome Max Bazile. Thank you very much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you very much, Chris. Happy to be here. So to start off, uh, maybe just give us a bit of background about yourself, your actuarial career, and what you've done leading up to your current role. Um, I'm a pension actuary by trade. I've been doing that work for quite some time. Now work at Deloitte in a, a broader capacity. I'm a partner in our human capital practice. And while still touching on a bit of the actuarial work, really focus more on helping organizations reimagine their rewards offerings and transform their businesses. So how did you find yourself getting involved with uh, DEI initiatives at Deloitte? So about... I guess about five years ago, a friend of mine who was leading our Black Professional Network, so that was the employee resource group that was responsible for helping Black associates, you know, feel engaged, setting up a a community and somewhere where people could feel comfortable. So he had left the firm and asked me if I would take over leadership of the group. It was something that I, I took a lot of pride in and, and had been doing that as early as uh, 2018. As I was leading the group, of course, it was through uh, George Floyd post-COVID, and the tenure of leadership of that group really changed um, in addition to the visibility that it got. So it went from you know scheduling lunch and learns and uh, helping out at Black History Month to having some discussions with our highest levels of leadership at the firm, including our CEO. So I don't lead our Black professional network uh, anymore, uh, you know, handed those uh, reins off to someone else for the opportunity. That said, still very engaged in discussions, um, still at the very top of the house um, of the firm. So let's get into the words diversity, equity, inclusion. We say them a lot, but I don't think we take a lot of time to really think about the meaning. Uh, what do they mean to you and how do those three words fit together into one cohesive concept? I've seen a lot of different analogies and metaphors to diversity, equity, and inclusion. But uh, the, the best one that I found was if we think of diversity like everyone being at a party and there being a mix of different people at the party, that's a diverse group that, that's set forth. If we think about equity, it's everybody, you know, getting a chance to, you know, listen to their own music or if they're not comfortable dancing and there's chairs, but just a a way for them to have equal footing. And then if we think about inclusion, it's everybody being invited to dance, have a drink, do whatever, you know, the group is doing and being part of that that broader whole. It's an interesting way to look at it. Let's think now about actuary employers and if they want to implement an effective DEI program within their organization, they don't know where to start. What are some of the key steps that you think they would need to take to get going? I think the first thing with any program um, like that, and especially one you know a- as sensitive and nuanced as as a DEI program, is to do a sounding of 
your actual workforce and the people that, you know, this is going to affect. No one wants a program like this to be done to them. They want it to be done with them. So I, I think that's an important perspective that uh, an employer needs to think about. But at the same time, maintaining the balance of not giving additional work to those same groups that you're trying to provide equity to. So it, it, it's a real balance there. But I, as mentioned, I think the first thing is really having that discussion, getting the sounding, understanding how your workforce and that group, equity-seeking group feels. Then looking to build out a structure that really helps support that group. We think about a lot of the trainings and some of the things that are visible. At the same time, there's are talent management systems that are inherently biased. And if we don't look to break down and look at the core of those systems, we're never really going to hit the root of the issue. That's interesting. I think that that demonstrates that the concept of inclusion actually relates to setting up the program and make sure that everybody does have a part in it. And as you said, it's not you know done to them. It's it's done through more of a collaborative effort. So I think that's a, a good way to look at it. Absolutely. And and I take it a step further. I think all the elements there are important. You know, do you have diverse views? even with the decision makers, in terms of maybe some of that equity-seeking group doesn't appreciate what leadership of the firm is looking for and considering. So it's, you know, getting that that perspective as well and understanding what is equitable to one person isn't equitable to someone else. We often think of equitable and equal meaning the same thing. But there is a very, very important nuance to that. And it's thinking about how someone's environment or makeup require certain accommodations, right? So we, we have to always consider that lens as well. I guess that would be kind of a challenge in a, a really large organization, like when you have potentially thousands of employees, how do you give them all a sense that they're contributing to the development of the program? I imagine that would be a bit of a challenge. You raise a great point. And I mean, in Canada, Deloitte has uh, 15,000 employees. That said, it's a, it's a process and it's not something that happens overnight. And there has to be a number of different soundings and forums and avenues for people to make their voice heard. And it's an iterative process as well. So, you know, often programs will be put in with great intentions and they might not necessarily be providing the impact that you're hoping for. So it's with the group to experiment, revise, iterate, and keep that lens. Mm -hmm. Okay, to wrap up, maybe you can share with us how working with and thinking about DEI issues has benefited you personally and professionally. Being involved in the Black Professional Network and our DEI initiatives in general wasn't something that I took on for professional reward. It was something that you know was really important to me, and it's important that I set a path for other young Black professionals or professionals in general who feel othered, that they feel they can be seen, heard, and be a part of that organization. That said, it has provided me a lot of exposure as well, and a real sense of purpose uh, within the organization um, that I wouldn't trade for anything. Well, listen, thanks very much for uh, coming on the podcast today and sharing some of your thoughts about DEI programs. You're very welcome. My pleasure. And just a reminder that if you have any ideas for a future episode or you would like to contribute to our Seeing Beyond Risk blog, we would love to hear from you. Contact information can be found in the show description. Until next time, I'm Chris Vivoli, and thank you for tuning in to Seeing Beyond Risk. 